0: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Road for our Black and White Sports. Well, I'm going to do a follow-up here involving Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Of course, today is the first official full day of NFL action. It's also 9-11. We will never forget that day. Um Thoughts, prayers to all the family, first responders, anybody that was involved, wow, brought America together. And unfortunately, now we are completely divided. Let's talk about football. Okay, Lamar Jackson, Adam Schefter, of course, news will start breaking as the as the morning goes on. News will start coming out from the insiders as uh, the pregame show starts, and Adam Schefter has peeled back the curtain on exactly what it is that Lamar Jackson was offered. I made a video the other day because the Ravens have officially ended all contract talks with Lamar Jackson through the NFL season. That doesn't mean Lamar can't come back and take this offer, what this offer looks to be. And I got to be honest with you. uh, If he really turned down this offer, it was a terrible decision. And yes, he does need an agent. And I said the other day, what was affecting this was Deshaun Watson's contract. And I was right. Adam Schefter did come out and confirm that. And uh, wow, I can't believe what Lamar turned down because he turned down a contract bigger than Russell Wilson's. Uh, Unbelievable. Although this is Adam Schefter on the Facebook. Although Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have kept details of their contract negotiations private the star quarterback turned down what sources believe was an offer worth about $250 million. The Ravens also balked at Jackson's wish for a fully guaranteed deal similar to Deshaun Watson, sources told ESPN, prompting the sides to table the contract talks till after the 2022 season. Sources told ESPN the Ravens' proposed contract was believed to pay Jackson a higher average salary and more guaranteed money than deals signed this summer by Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson and Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Wow. He turned down a contract more than... Eh, okay. Wilson signed $242.5 million deal earlier this month that averaged... 48.5 million annually included 161 million guaranteed. About 6 weeks after Murray received 230.5 million an average of 46 million per year that included 189.5 million. But the issue for Jackson wasn't Wilson's deal or Murray so much as it was Watson's. According to sources, the Browns signed Watson to a fully guaranteed $230 million contract, and Jackson wanted to match it, sources said. So there you go. There you have it, exactly what we talked about. Lamar Jackson wanted Deshaun's deal, and Lamar's problem right now? All the NFL ownership across the league believe Jimmy Jimmy Haslam is a total clown for having been so desperate to have given a quarterback that was in a lot of trouble, some could say there's still a lawsuit hanging out there, still in some trouble, gave a contract like that to Deshaun Watson, and the owners sent a clear statement. When they signed Murray, when they signed Wilson, they were saying, we're course-correcting NFL quarterback contracts now. We're The Watson deal, fully guaranteed, was an outlier It's not going to happen again, and if it does, it's not going to Lamar Jackson, okay? Uh, Steve Bishotti, it just so happens, the Ravens owner was the one that vocally expressed displeasure and even said, you gave that contract to that guy knowing Lamar Jackson was coming, that contract was coming, and NFL ownership has been very vocal across the league amongst themselves. They're not giving that Deshaun Watson deal to quarterbacks. They're not. The Cleveland Browns got desperate. Watson eliminated them from contention. People, A lot of people forget that. He removed Cleveland from his list. And then all of a sudden, they come rushing back in with $230 million fully guaranteed And Lamar is like, no. And Lamar Jackson does not have an agent. He's operating without an agent. He's trying to do it all himself. He needs an agent to come in, set him down, and say, look, Lamar, I know that's what you want. NFL owners are together in solidarity. They are not giving you a fully guaranteed contract. They're not giving a Deshaun Watson deal again. It's viewed across the league as a massive mistake. Because this kid just turned down a $250 million deal. Okay, so most likely it probably had somewhere between $165 and a $190 in guaranteed money. And this kid turned it down. Now he's going into the season and he may up get may end up getting hurt. Wow. Absolutely crazy. A massive contract. And he turned it down. Man, everything involving Deshaun Watson and what the Browns' ownership did is just toxic. And now it's having repercussions on other quarterbacks around the league. Crazy. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment,
0: and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds
1: barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Well, we had a pretty amazing moment come out of the New York Jets Baltimore Ravens game. It was a Jets home game. And today is the 21st anniversary of 9 11. My God, unbelievable. Um, remember exactly where I was at. I was on the top floor of a Houston hospital when I was like, wow, did those planes just hit that building and everybody started looking outside of the Houston hospital? Yeah. You're on the top floor. You start looking around up in the air. I mean, you just didn't know it was absolutely crazy. And of course we lost so many people. Uh, it was amazing how together our country was back then. Well, let's look at an amazing moment today from this Jets-Raven game because a member of the NYPD started singing the National Anthem and New Yorkers stepped in and helped out. And there is a shot of a policeman in this, an NYPD officer, which is uh, pretty emotional. It's pretty, pretty unbelievable. Daily Wire, fans sing National Anthem along with the NYPD officer at Jets slash Ravens game. New York Jets fans joined a police officer in singing the national anthem before Sunday's game against the Baltimore Ravens. NYPD officer Brianna Fernandez led the song and encouraged the crowd at MetLife Stadium to sing along on the 21st anniversary of the tragic events of September 11th, 2001. Let's get to this because this is pretty unreal. We're just going to play it right now.
0: Oh, oh say can, can you see,
2: see by the, the what what's so, so proudly, proudly we Fireman A. Wow.
1: Unbelievable moment. The NFL did a really good job with that today. The song concluded with loud applause as Americans sought to, quote, never forget the terrorist attacks that killed nearly 3,000 people in New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington, D.C. The National September 11 Memorial Museum hosted an annual ceremony in New York City. The Tribute and Light, NYC Fire Museum and Memorial Service, Tunnel to Towers, 9-11 Prayer Service, or among other events in the New York area. Also, Ted Cruz did make a comment today among many lawmakers that were uh, commemorating 9-11. Quote, today on the somber anniversary of the most horrific terrorist attack in the history of the United States, I stand with millions of Americans in memory of the nearly 3,000 lives lost. We must never forget the victims of acts of hate and mass murder committed that day by radical Islamic terrorists. On this day, 21 years later, let us remember not only the act of evil and the lives lost, but also the unity of our country as we resolve to stand together in the face of adversity as one nation. And that is the one thing I absolutely uh, remember about that is just how patriotic we were all all were back then. It seemed like everybody loved their country, and it is what it is. I'm not reading Biden's uh, remarks. I'm just not. Um, so uh, tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Pretty great moment up there from the New York Jets with the national anthem and the singing of that, and uh, I wanted to make sure we shared it on this channel. Tell me what you think. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports.
1: The main event starts now. I'm back. Roger for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. He did a video uh, podcast with Bill Maher. I don't think that's actually dropped yet, but some tasty nuggets from said podcast has come out. Bill Maher has a podcast called Club Random. It is available on YouTube. Well... I don't know if you guys realize this, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't like the government telling him what to do very much. He also doesn't like the way Gavin Newsom's running California. He is from California. And Aaron Rodgers, for lack of a better way of putting it, is pissed off. He is mad and he has come right out and said, California, the state, is going straight to shit. Again. Democratic leadership, socialist leadership by the name of Gavin Newsom is the governor out there. Breitbart, Aaron Rodgers blast. Californian leadership. He is a native of the Golden State, but that doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is a fan of how California is being run. In fact, the Packers signal caller believes California is, quote, going to shit. In a preview of the upcoming appearance on Bill Maher's podcast, Club Random, Rogers bemoaned the current status of his native state, but he says he's not quitting on it yet, the SF Gate reports. The state is going to shit, but I'm hanging on, Rogers said. Rogers particularly took aim at the state's COVID policies. We know how he feels about COVID, he's been very vocal about it. The uh, media tried to cancel him over his immunized comment which, he says, gutted small businesses in his hometown. Absolutely, it ran people out in a max exodus out of the state like nothing we've ever seen before. Quote, I grew up in a small town, very little cases, up in Chico, California, but all of the small businesses, fucking gone. That's, an adri- that's a direct quote. The future Hall of Famer did not confine his criticisms to the impacts of laws and policies already enacted He also targeted a law recently passed by California State Senate, AB 2098, which seeks to punish medical professionals for, quote, spreading misinformation about the coronavirus, who determines what is misinformation and and what's not. One, One state's misinformation is another state's gospel. Let's think about that a minute. I'm saying that. Consistent with his recent appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast, Rogers also advocated for the ability of citizens to make medical decisions for themselves without government mandates. Quote, I think there's a lot of people that believe you should have your own decision-making on your own medical decisions, Rogers says. My thing is, I have an issue with the hypocrisy in society in general, and I know you do as well, but abortion has been a hot topic, right? Especially after Roe v. Wade got overturned and sent back to the states or whatever. I don't believe the government should have any control over what we do with our bodies. As much as I might lean pro-life, I don't like the government to tell me I can't smoke a cigar, I can't drink, have a drink of alcohol, I can't choose my medical decisions. And if I'm a woman, I don't effing tell me what to do. Like, whether or not I agree what what you decide to do, who cares? Question mark. The government should not have a decision that infringes on my own personal freedoms. Rodgers will begin his 17th season in the NFL Sunday afternoon as the Packers take on the Vikings. Yeah, and I don't know the score. Just one second ago, it was... Uh, and let me see if I can see real fast. It is currently 20-7, to end, end of third quarter, and the Vikings are winning that game. Now, me and him don't see eye-to-eye, obviously, on the... Roe versus Wade issue. I mean, technically speaking, uh, abortion did not go away. It just went back to the states because it should have never been federal to begin with. But that's neither here nor there. I get where Aaron Rodgers is trying to go, though. He's saying, look, big government, stay out of it. Okay? Stay out of his state. California's a dumpster fire, and Gavin Newsom's. The cause of it. Now, this should be a cautionary tale for you folks because the socialist radical known as Gavin Newsom who's trying to make the whole state go freaking electric, electric cars, except you can't even sustain that in your own state. Your electric grids keep shitting the bed on you. You see how this works or doesn't work? Gavin Newsom, this is going to be the Democrats' great white hype. For 2024, I promise you, this is the guy they're going to end up running. What do you think those DeSantis hit pieces were all about? I got to give Aaron Rodgers some credit. He's come out, he's been pretty vocal for an athlete of his stature who normally they keep their mouths shut and they don't say shit to nobody about anything. Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to give a damn. I like that. Honestly, Until all this stuff started happening and the media started coming after him and they started trying to cancel him, I wasn't the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan in the world. Aaron's kind of growing on me a little bit the last year or so. I like how he's not willing to keep his mouth shut. Good. Don't start now, Aaron. Yeah. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Oh, he doesn't like what Gavin's doing in California. Guys, we won't like what he does in the United States if we don't vote to keep him out. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be
0: sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Rudrance, for our Black and White Sports 2. Let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo because some news has broke surrounding Jimmy Garoppolo and someplace he was going, which this could lead you to believe, well, maybe this was a factor in the decision to keep Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers. Why? Well, One of their rivals in the division, and this is what's pretty interesting, and look, I kind of heard rumors about this, but now it's sort of more confirmed now that Schefter's reporting it. The Rams were going to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Wow, unbelievable. Why were they going to sign him? Because this is real, folks. Details of Matthew Stafford's elbow injury revealed. Yeah, he managed a, an elbow injury all of, they're saying all of last year into this year, okay? Uh, Schefter reported he underwent a procedure on his right elbow during this offseason to alleviate pain. But if you've heard sort of him talking about it, they're doing the, we're managing it, blah, 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 you know, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Look, it must not be great if they were playing on key, uh, jumping out there and signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, which I had heard behind the scenes there was a chance the Rams were going to take a look at him. Okay, uh, well this went a lot deeper. Larry Brown Sports 49ers rival had plans to sign Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers secured a reliable backup when they signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a restructured contract. They also kept the veteran away from a division rival. Here's the thing: <laughs> they could either re-sign him or lost him to Seattle or lost him to the Rams. Okay, so what do you do when the quarterback you got on your roster that you think can still play is the target of two of your division rivals? I mean, you know, there there were they had to step up and do something here uh, to keep Garoppolo, especially if. And there was rumors out there that Garoppolo could, they thought, could still jump out there and beat teams, including them, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The L.A. Rams were planning to sign Garoppolo. Had the Niners released him, the two sides reportedly had the makings of a deal in place. So they had they had the uh, the actual structures worked out for a contract. That would have been between the Rams and Don Yee, of course, Garoppolo's agent. Schefter notes that the Rams' interest in Garoppolo did not have a direct impact on San Francisco's negotiations with the 30-year-old. The 49ers were unaware that the Rams wanted Garoppolo until after they signed Jimmy G to a new one-year deal worth up to $16 million with incentives. The Rams have been aggressive in acquiring veteran players over the past several seasons. While they have downplayed Matthew Stafford's elbow ailment, it is possible that the injury may have been a factor in their desire to sign a proven backup like Garoppolo (laughs) and or starter. Some have wondered if San Francisco's decision to keep Garoppolo has something to do with their lack of trust in Trey Lance, but Kyle Shanahan insists that's not the case. In any event, the Niners would have much rather have Garoppolo riding the bench than that of their biggest division rival. Yeah, so, uh, and I had done one just not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, about the fact that Seattle was was literally just in the starting gate waiting for Garoppolo to be released, and then they were going to sign him. So, and I understand that Schefter is saying The 49ers didn't know the Rams had interest. I don't know that I believe that. You know, I mean, do you really believe Don Yee wouldn't be like, look, I've got it structured with the Rams. You can either believe that or not. But if you release him and you choose not to re-sign him, Garoppolo's going to the uh, the, uh, Rams or the Seahawks. What do you want to do, John Lynch? "Mm, Let's figure out if we can get something done here. Yeah. So... Here it is. Now, if you're a Rams fan and you hear this, you might be like, well, it doesn't matter now. Well, does it? Because obviously something's wrong with Matthew Stafford, and you might want to be concerned about that as a Rams fan and start looking at your at, at, at who's the free agent quarterback out there right now. If your quarterback gets injured, yikes. I don't know. Something's going on with that elbow with Stafford. black and white network supporters make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store link in the description use promo code usa first all one word usa first all one word 25% off
2: now all right guys this was just pure insanity in the Steelers and Bengals game absolute madness folks now the Cincinnati Bengals the defending AFC champions had no business whatsoever Being in this game, they committed five turnovers, folks. The Steelers, none, none, but some kind of way, guys, they were still in this game and they actually had a chance to win the game. Not once, but twice. It went to overtime, but however, before that, the Bengals, their long snapper, my goodness, the snapper was terrible. The snapper really did cost them the game because the first time they had the opportunity, the snapper snapped the ball. It was a slow snap and then it was blocked. They get another opportunity. And this time the snapper snaps the ball high. And then. The kicker actually um gets the ball. Why left. Insanity. Also, the Steelers folks, they also had a chance to. And they missed the field goal as well. Somewhere, guys, Skip Bayless is saying that the NFL needs to outlaw field goal kicking because he's not a fan of it. We know that he'll probably end up uh, mentioning this um, on Monday on um, Undisputed. This was definitely one of the most wild games I've seen in NFL history in week one. This game was just crazy. Crazy crazy i started watching this game because i was like how in the world are the Bengals in this game when joe Bur- burrow throws four interceptions four pits and he actually threw the uh, the game time touchdown pass with like zero seconds left in regulation but they put uh 2 seconds back on the clock and then that's when the field goal was actually uh blocked if i'm not mistaken this thing Went down to the wire. Now, however, guys, I must say. The NFL's overtime rules. I'm not a fan of it. They need to bring back the uh, the 15 minute overtime. They do because the Texans they actually blew a lead. And um, in their game, I don't know if you guys can actually see it up here or not, but um, they actually finished on uh, 2020 in a tie. I don't like it. Bring back the 15 minute overtime rule. Because I hate to see ties. I believe that the NFL should play games until there is a winner. But guys, did you see this? Did you guys see the Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers? The Bengals had no business being in this game. At the end of the day, they lost. They did. But man, they had every opportunity to win. This was just crazy. Absolutely crazy
0: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event
1: starts now. I'm back. Rude for our Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about Tom Brady and Giselle. Of course, the NFL season starts. It kicks off in um, 50 minutes. And tonight, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers play on Sunday Night Football. And some news has come out involving Tom Brady's future. Uh, a lot of news we expected would start dropping from the a lot of the insiders today. But it looks like, looks like, in quotes, this is the last ride for Tom Brady. Tom Brady is expected to retire after the 2022 NFL season amid his fight with Giselle Bündchen. Tom Brady has already, and this is the New York Post, Tom Brady has already come out of retirement once, but the new season will reportedly and is expected to be the seven-time Super Bowl winner's final in the NFL. With Brady and the Buccaneers slated to face the Cowboys on Sunday night, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport cited sources with knowledge of the quarterback's thinking reported that, quote, the understanding is that, quote, the end is coming. The 45-year-old Brady, who took a secretive 11-day break during training camp, has not stated his intention to officially retire since returning. Quote, I think we're all getting one day older at a time, Brady said earlier this week. We're all not sure whether we're going to be here next year or not. And that's the reality for every player, every coach, every parent. You just never know. We should all take advantage of the opportunities we got. According to NFL Network sources, Brady spent most of his 11-day break in August at a private resort in the Bahamas with his wife, Giselle, and their children with the Bucks, Quote, Fully respectful of his personal situation. Brady came back and played in the team's final preseason game against the Colts, completing six of eight passes for 44 yards. He signed... He is unsigned for 2023, but is scheduled to make $30 million this year, including a $15 million installment from his 2021 signing bonus and a $13.9 million roster bonus he received back in April. And, of course, they go on to talk about the fight that was reported last week. And, of course, the marriage is in a really iffy place right now. When his playing, playing career is over, he is slated... To begin a 10-year, $375 million deal with Fox Sports. And, of course, he will join Kevin Burkhart. And they will become the the lead number one duo on Fox Network. For that, of course, them NFC afternoon games. That were famously Troy Aitman and Joe Buck before they left. For what's left of the mothership. Yeah. Um, The woke mothership. So there you have it. It looks like looks like this is the last ride of Tom Brady. Kind of suspected that anyway going into the season, but looks like we've got a little bit more confirmation of that. Who knows how he's going to feel when we get to April of next year and the Dolphins are come the Dolphins come calling with a shitload of money and an ownership stake in the Dolphins. black and white network supporters make sure you check out the black and white network merchandise store link in the description use promo code usa first all one word usa first
2: all one word 25 off now all right guys as everyone knows the queen of the united kingdom the former queen queen elizabeth ii passed away on thursday and when it comes to sports there has been tributes pouring in to Queen Elizabeth II. I believe even at the NFL game on Thursday night, week one of the NFL season, there was a uh, small tribute in honor of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. It probably lasted about uh, five seconds at um at the Rams game for the NFL. But now, guys, we're going to actually talk about UFC 279 because the reception for a tribute to the queen was quite different than any tribute we've actually seen, and this was pretty much in a negative light. Here we go, guys. Fans at UFC 279 loudly boo a tribute to the queen at T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas after a picture of the late monarch was put on the main screen. Now, guys, I don't have a whole bunch of context into this, but there is a, a video clip here because when, um, when a tribute at the NFL game happened, like I said, it was very, very brief. It wasn't even really silent at all. They just showed a picture and that was pretty much it. But, however, at UFC 279, the crowd clearly was booing. A bit-screen tribute to the late Queen Elizabeth II in Las Vegas was met by a loud chorus of boos from fight fans in attendance at UFC 279 on Saturday night. The United Kingdom and much the world has been in mourning following the death of the monarch on Thursday. But there is there was a little love being shown for her in Sin City, but a sight of her face immediately sparkled sparte volley of angry booing and laughter from people listening to the jeers. It is unclear what prompted the crowd's ire too towards the late monarch, although UFC fighters or known UFC fights, I should say, are known to be known for being rowdy. The queen never publicly spoke uh, spoke out about UFC, but was known to enjoy betting on horses and even enjoying testosterone fueled pursuits such as deer stalking and grouse shooting. Ahead of the main card of USC 279, a picture of the queen was put on the main screen inside the arena with her date of birth and death below while an announcer read her name out to the crowd in attendance. So you can actually see there that is a picture right there. And here's a couple of more screenshots here. But now you can actually I'm going to play this clip here. You can actually hear the crowd booing this tribute. So let's go ahead and uh, roll it, guys. So they have, guys, the crowd boos a tribute to Queen Elizabeth II. Um, I definitely would not have done this. I know that America um, is not really into uh, the monarchy. And, of course, you know, we fought um, the American Revolution to get away from the crown. But um, when it came to uh, the world stage, Queen Elizabeth II um, was widely regarded, and you know, as um, a friend to the, United, to the United States of America. And uh, I know that there's actually been um, people mainly on the left, you know, going out there calling her a colonizer and all this other stuff, even though the British Empire uh, pretty much was uh done when she actually took over in uh, 1952. But guys, what do you guys think of this? What do you guys th- think of the crowd booing a tribute to Queen Elizabeth II at UFC 279? Do you think this was in uh, poor taste or do you think, hey, this is justified right here? She was a tyrant, that kind of thing. I don't believe she was a tyrant whatsoever, but, uh, that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans? Let us know. stick about all this in the comments, make sure to subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time.
0: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like comment and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports.
1: Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network Merchandise Store. Make sure you use promo code USAFIRST, all one word. USAFIRST, all one word, will get you 25% off. Go get them right now.